everyone, and welcome to the 35th Comeuppance Reviews podcast. This is Brett from Comeuppance Reviews. Hey, it's me, Ty. We're back. Whoa, 35 episodes. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yes, Keanu Reeves is uh, present and accounted for as usual. We also have a guest, Matt, yes. director of Connoisseur, is back again. Yes, thank you guys for having me back on. I know I, you, you, it, it's thing we were just here, but actually, for people that only listen to your show and not mine, and actually the other thing too is I still haven't posted our, our episode that we did yet. I'm going to do that on Tuesday, but uh, uh, for everybody else, it's not like um, you know we were just here because uh, yeah, that was on a different podcast. Yeah, I know it starts to get a little confusing. Um, yeah, that was a fun one. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I forgot the um, subject. <laughs> well, well, that's actually very relevant for what we're about to do, because um, let me just explain, give a little context to what we're going to do here. So yeah. in the past, I've noticed that especially when we have direct video connoisseur Matt on the show, we tend to go off on these tangents and to me that's not necessarily a bad thing. And actually as a podcast listener, I like when the hosts go off on these tangents because they're unexpected, they're unusual, at least they can be. And then certain interesting, funny things are kind of almost accidentally uncovered during the course of these tangents. So I was thinking, you know, I think we all kind of collectively thought this. What if we just didn't even have a pretext for a podcast, like no top five, no action star? I mean, we will do the segments, but no, um, no action star we're fully talking about. And maybe did an all tangent podcast and we could just try and see what that would be like. And maybe it would be like like the podcast version of jazz. In other words, we're just kind of riffing uh, and, and we would just see what that would come out as. And tell me what you guys think of, of that. I think this should be fun. Um, yeah. I, you know, it's funny. I was thinking about it, too, because I was thinking about us getting into this, and I was realizing, like, this is not a podcast that you can do with, like, you know, just a guest that you've never had on before. You know, I think you, you have to have done some episodes before and, like, kind of gotten to know uh, each other. Uh, you know, this is not like a first-time guest topic, like, or, 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 oh, or no, approach, no, no. right? I was going to say topic. No, there is no topic, but you know, <laughs> it's, it's definitely something like we've built up a, a, a relationship over time that you know that that you know it's it, it's possible to do this. Right, and I think that's a good observation. I think it's a long time I think, coming. Yeah, it's a long time coming, and why not take that unique relationship that we have, the three of us, and do something that only the three of us could do? Uh, why wouldn't we do that? I mean, yeah, um, let's go for it. Let's go for it. But that being said, there is going to be a little bit of structure because we have not only our two classic segments, we are unveiling a new segment. Uh, and wow. Uh, yeah, wow. Owen, <laughs> Owen loves it too. And uh, like the other two segments, they kind of came out of stuff we've talked about. So it's again, I think this is the perfect time to debut that segment because it, it's not just something we kind of came up with out of whole cloth. It's, it's no. something that we've done it over time. We've done it over time, yeah. So, and the continuing evolution of the Come Up Interviews podcast, we're going to do a new segment, and we will get to that. But the first one we're going to do is cliche of the day. Nice. And here's what it is, and I, I will set it up, and you. This will be like bowling pins. I will set it up, okay. and you guys can knock it down. Will do. Which is. I like in action bowling, scenes. by the way. <laughs> well, that does save a lot of heartache, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. You um, get many, 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 many gutters. <laughs> <laughs> well, but then if you put up the, the bumpers, you can use the bumpers. In other words, like you could throw the ball against the bumpers, then it kind of zigzags down, and you could like use it as strategy. You know? I'm so bad at bowling, I get gutters during bumper bowling. <laughs> 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 yeah. Now, do you guys in Connecticut, did you have both the candle pin and the big ball bowling? 
Yes. We did? Yes. What, what's that, Amity? Okay, so we call it duck pin. Oh, duck, duck pin. Duck okay. pin for the big ball. And then, yeah, yeah and then candle no, pin. No, no, no. The big ball is just called bowling. And then our, what you call uh, candle pin is we call duck pin. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, because it, 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 I don't think that goes too far south of New England, does it? The that, that I don't know. I, I would. Yeah, it seems like one of those regional <laughs> things, but I never really explored it, to be honest. Actually, I think when I came down here to Philadelphia, I think nobody knew what I was talking about when I was like, <laughs> is it big ball? And they're like, what do, you, what do you mean? There's always just a big ball. And I'm like, well, no, there's like a small thing. Like, I think I think I even took my wife to one or showed her one in um, in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, that we had called Bolorama, um, where we used to play a lot of Killer Instinct and other video games like that. But, um, oh, yeah. But they had oh, the yeah. Small Kildor. Ball. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So for people outside of our region or the New England region, yeah, there, there's a more challenging version of bowling that involves a really small ball that, uh, yeah, it, it's it's uh, you, if you think the big ball uh, kind is challenging, just try that one. Right. You kind of hold the ball in the palm of your hand and the pins are also smaller. And it was a popular, a popular place to have birthdays. Like I, you know, I would have a birthday party there when you're in elementary school and other kids would do the same. Yeah, it's easier when you're young to, to, to roll that, that smaller ball. Right. Um, but uh, so the cliche of the day, though, uh, is um, it, like during a fight scene, and usually it's the hero who, like there's a whole crowd of baddies that are kind of almost piling on top of him, like a dog pile, I guess you could say. <laughs> and then you think they've beaten him, but then he goes, Rah! and then he yeah. like pushes them all off. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's a word for that. Yeah, the strong man kind of pushing it like you think he, they've gotten him down. and But then he somehow manages to push them all off um, from being down on the ground. I think like a Lou Ferrigno or a Mr. T could probably do that. You know, it's like these these strong people. It's like, right. it's like strong guy, your favorite comic book it's character. It's like a comic book character, a strong guy, because it's such an original and, uh, you know, like original name. It's like. Yeah. <laughs> it's so lazy but yet original yeah he's a, he's a strong guy what do you do he's strong oh okay it's like <laughs> i'm trying to remember in one man force if john matsuzak had to do that at one point and that if i think you're right and if he didn't it really seems like he did or should have he did or you know he pushed the refrigerator which is amazing oh, yeah so <laughs> what I'm wondering is like, were they when they were making? You know, cause I, I can't remember if it happened in One Man Force or not, but I feel like that's the kind of thing where it's like the person writing the script for this movie, knowing that it's going to be, you know, somebody that that size, you know, as John Matsuzak, that like if they were just like, we have to do this at some point, that the baddies got to pile on. I mean, maybe there was. A, it seems like it always happens at a bar fight, right? The big yeah. guy like this. Yeah. <laughs> Did it happen in Riot? Maybe in Sugar Ray Leonard and uh, uh, Gary Daniels. Oh yeah. <sighs> That sounds right, yeah. Yeah, I saw it a couple of years ago. I think they did that in the bar, and you could sugar Leonard, he's strong. <laughs> well, he definitely unleashes his boxing moves in that movie. <laughs> that's, a fun, that's a fun bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, unless anyone has anything else to say, we'll go on to the person who should have been an action star. And I think you'll appreciate this one, Matt, because it's Jonathan Frakes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, yeah. now we're talking bearded or non-bearded Frakes. I'm thinking bearded, but yeah. I suppose it could go either way. I've never yeah. seen him without a beard. What's he look like? Yeah, of course, like early seasons. Yeah, the early seasons, he looks like he's like in his, his late teens. Without a beard. <laughs> <laughs> we have to go to, to Frakes' beard. 
Yeah. Or you could get best of both worlds, where like maybe he starts off the movie and he's a regular family man with no beard, but then after the bad guys kill his family, you know, he it gets darker and he kind of grows his beard. It's yeah. like a revenge beard, you might say. It's like revenge jacket, revenge outfit, and now revenge beard. Yeah. yeah, he he lived. I think it, I think he still does. Lives in Belfast, Maine. And um, I had a, a roommate from college, a friend from college, who um, he he grew up in that area. And I guess he said his friend cut Frakes in line at the pizza place that they were at. I guess like he saw Frakes and he because his friend was kind of obnoxious like that. He would just do you know obnoxious things like that. And I I think he said he cut him in line. Which I, for me, I was completely starstruck hearing that. I was like. Freaks. I mean, oh, you know, I wouldn't would cut him in line. I'd be like, you know, can I pay for your pizza? You know, you need money, but I'm just saying, uh, you know, I'm offering, you know, you're so great, you know. But well, he does seem to have the look, you know, that, that action movie look. I mean, why didn't he do more of a tough style I think he was action. stuck on Star Trek and he goes, you know, Beardo's like Chuck Norris. He takes up the whole game. You know, it's, you only have one, one time for Beardo. You, you got Chuck. Right. What was that show that he did on Sci-Fi after that he was hosting? It was like, is this real or not? I can't remember what it was called. I'm Something like that. Not Ripley's Believe It or Not, because I know that was Dean Kane. Yeah. But it was, we'll have to look that up before right. the uh, end of the episode. Right, because he would say like he would have you. You would have to guess if what they said was real or not, and he'd be like, "Nope, totally fake," or something like that. And he'd be like, "Oh, yeah." Because I think somebody made a montage of him saying like. No, not a chance or something like that. Like just a whole bunch of him just saying no to things. Because that's what he'd say at the end of the episode. It'd just be like him with a smirk on his face. Like, not at all. No way, man. You know, that kind of but what if he applied that to an action movie? Like, the no baddie is like, you're not going to shoot me. And then it's just like, not a chance. And then he yeah. shoots him. Yeah. I could, this could be a good movie. Now we can use our placeholder title, which is Blood Vengeance. On this one. Hey, that's, yeah, that's our boilerplate for any, any movie title. <laughs> yeah. It's Blood Vengeance. And then he's, he's, I can see maybe he's going to uh, a steam factory or something, and he just kills everyone. It's, it has all the classic cliches you love. It has freaks, and he has actually has acting skills. I think he would, he would pull it off. I think so. Yeah. He really yeah. seems like the type. Well, the thing is, too, is he is he's the same age as um, as as Seagal. He's only like a few months younger oh. than Seagal. So, I mean, if, if we can put Seagal in movies and have him be an action star, I feel like Frake still he, – he's still got some time left before he hits, you know, whatever that age was that um, that uh, uh, Bronson was um, in, uh, you know, in uh, right. Death Wish 5. Was he like 75 in that or something? I think so, yeah. So so Frakes is going to be – he's going to be uh, 69 in, in, yeah. uh, in August, which is, uh, you know, for, for, for people that like to work blue, that's a great age. But yes. – <laughs> going to be 69 in august and so i there's still some time to fit that in if we need to i think because yeah, neeson yeah. is getting old steven seagal you know norris but norris doesn't really work it much anymore right but but uh yeah freaks i could totally see it, it could totally go straight to red box yeah. be really good yeah i mean I, I certainly see that revenge plot where he's like a family man and then you know well, something bad happens yeah. to his family and then he has to get revenge that's kind of what i'm seeing with this you can see that the new release will on Blockbuster or your local video yeah. store where you live. And it's just like, wait, Blood Vengeance? Jonathan Frakes? You know what? I might give this a chance. <laughs> I imagine that would be happening somewhere in like the year 2000, 2001. Yeah, I, I think more like, yeah, between 95 and 2001. 
Yeah, and we're using Liam Neeson as a guide here. Liam Neeson was born in June of 52, so he's like two months, literally, like almost exactly two months older than Frakes. So if Liam Neeson can still be making these action films, I think Frakes is, is definitely a perfect, you know. Um, I, don't, I yeah. don't know who you are. I don't know who Jonathan Frakes is. I don't like Star Trek. <laughs> Alright, so if anyone else uh, besides you, me, Matt, and Liam want to move on, we can. So, this, again, an outgrowth of things we've talked about before, our new segment is called A Bid for Seriousness, and it has to do with, like, when Charlie Sheen changed his name to Charles Sheen for a series of movies, because I think he wanted to be taken more seriously. (laughs) Why couldn't other people do that? So... Uh, so uh, Ty, or is it me? Either one. I we have uh, Megan Ryan. Two names. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Would you want to start with Megan Ryan, and I'll go to the next one. Sure. So the first one is Megan Ryan, which yeah, yeah. you never hear. Uh, <laughs> I guess there was Against the Ropes, but once she makes Against the Ropes too, she could be Megan Ryan. So it's like. <laughs> so it's like yeah, I've heard that you know these stories that you hear about these actors and actresses being really difficult to work with on set. Mm-hmm. Like I've I heard that like somebody I think it was the movie In the Cut that she did with um like uh, yeah. Mark Ruffalo um and I think Jennifer Jason Lee. I heard like she was really not fun to work with. Like I heard like like she was very like very particular and very bad, uh, hard on the staff. Um, so, I mean, if these rumors start to get out about her and, and you know, people are starting to say, like, oh, we, we can't work with her. She's toxic or something. I think, <laughs> you know, that's what happens when, you know, you got to suddenly become – because I think that's what, what Char- why Charlie went to Charles, right? Because he was known as, like, a bad boy on set and nobody wanted to work with him. And so he had to reinvent himself as Charles. <laughs> You're the bad boy. Yeah, I change your persona. Yeah. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I said you have to just change your persona. It's like, oh, yeah, you're, you're not going to be working with the old – difficult diva meg ryan i'm megan ryan i'm different <laughs> well because you know charlie had to become charles because of a certain person in a little black book i already mentioned in the last episode her first name might be heidi so it's like... uh, well i think that could have been a factor yes but yeah. um but if he can do it you know and we've mentioned other people in the past like on the like um some of our favorites. I think we just mentioned in the last episode we did with Rob Lee, we mentioned uh, Franklin Muniz, um, Jack Chan. Um, Curtis and, Russell. Uh, yeah, Curtis Russell. So yeah. that's kind of where we're going with this. And the next name is someone we ha- that has done dramatic work, which is Randy Quaid. Yeah. Why couldn't he be Randall Quaid? Yeah. <laughs> you were saying Randall. My first thought was Randrew. So, uh, this is- <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Randall I like Randrew. Better. That's funny. Randrew Quaid. <laughs> Um, is your favorite movie uh, Natural Lampoon's Christmas Vacation to Cousin Eddie's Island Adventure or (laughs) it's it's the longest title it's got to be one of the longest titles in movie history I mean that title is so ridiculously long and unwieldy have they fit it all in the box I don't know it had to go off the box it's a Yeah, it just it just cuts off. I don't even, most people don't even know what the title is because there's there's so many words. Um, I'll have to look at the spine on the DVD because I think it's at the library, and I'll just take a look and have a laugh. So, I like, totally maybe... forgot that that existed. I... <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not alone. Yeah. Oh, it exists. I haven't seen it yet, but I will. <laughs> but uh, there's that TV movie that I watched recently that was really good, where he is. Um, 
I think that was evil in Clear River, right? Oh yes, yeah. He was uh, what was he like a teacher? But he has uh, he's like an evil racist teacher. Evil racist teacher. Interesting beliefs. <laughs> yeah, and so he uh, and so it's a TV movie with Lindsay Wagner, and she's the mother of this kid, and she kind of realizes that this teacher is like this evil racist like, yeah, by evil. Randy Quaid, and um, and so she has to like fight the school board to try and get rid of him, and it's very well acted, and it's based on a true story, and it shows that Randy Quaid can do a serious role and not be like some wild-eyed goofball. He can he can do it, but I think if, you know in the future he might want to consider being uh, Randall or Randrew Quaid. <laughs> Randrew Quaid. <laughs> yeah, I think his, his his most recent movie from 2018 is called All You Can Eat. Um, and, <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> yeah, so so that gives you a sense that yeah, if, if, if anybody needs to reinvent themselves, I think too. I think I, I think he kind of got inside, got in, got involved in some of the political stuff that was happening over the past few years, and sort of, you know, may have uh, rubbed people the wrong way. Sort of how how politically, political, you know, the way he was politically. So sometimes again, that's a good way to reinvent yourself. Yeah. Is to be like, hey, I'm not that guy that you saw on Twitter saying things that were a little bit, you know, uh, offensive or whatever. You know, I'm I'm different. I'm I'm Randy now. <laughs> yeah so depending on what he's trying to do he could have a different first name and i i think you know that's what people could do going forward you know and people people should listen to us yeah <laughs> oh, they will eventually it's like... <laughs> um so those are the segments now i have the thing i can say which was based out of the conversation i had with ty about the hellraiser movie is to kick off yeah, the no subject, the, the subject. Yeah. and then we go from there. And well, I'll definitely be interested to see what you guys have to say about this. But just to tee this up, so and this is relevant to this to the discussion because these are direct video movies. You know, I mean, help. All right, so I've been thanks to Ty's video store because Ty basically has a video store which we call yeah. Ty's Cool Video. Um, <laughs> yes, Re- rewind your memories and fast forward the fun at Ty's Cool Video. Yeah, that's a tagline for Ty's video store. <laughs> that's awesome. So, because, so I was filling in the gaps in my Hellraiser viewing. So I borrowed Hellraiser, Bloodline, Hellworld, and Deader. Um, so I was watching those recently, and then I was watching them, and I noticed that you know whenever they show a full body shot of Pinhead, he's wearing like this long skirt type thing, what could be described as a dress, you know, maybe a, a kilt. And I thought that was a little weird, but that, but I was thinking there must have been a discussion at some point in time as to what Pinhead would wear and whether he would wear pants or for our UK listeners, trousers uh, to, you know, even though he's like this diabolical evil demon from hell, would he wear pants or not? not? Or what, what would he wear? <laughs> so maybe Clive Barker was in on this discussion as someone was. And I guess they, they decided to go with this kind of skirt type thing. Now I was thinking, okay, if he did wear pants, what type of pants would he wear? They'd probably be leather pants, but maybe he'd wear oh, jeans. I would think khakis, but I was, oh, khakis. I'll go to Matt. Yeah. Um, and um, so if he wore, let's just say if he wore jeans, he might wear a T-shirt. And he'd probably have a lot of trouble putting on a T-shirt. <laughs> and, um, and if he was wearing jeans and a T-shirt, maybe he'd just get tired of all his diabolical deeds. And maybe he'd become like a like an Archie Bunker type guy who's sitting in a chair with his beer saying to his wife, (laughs) get me another beer or you will be in for a world of eternal suffering. And um, so what if he was in everyday situations? Like what if he then had to like wait in line at the grocery store and it's like, if I have to wait in line, 
anymore. These people will be in for a world of eternal suffering. And so what would he, what would, how would Pinhead cope with having to be like a real everyday person? Well, yeah, I'll, yeah, we'll go to our guests first. Well, I was going to say, in terms of the pants, I actually have a good answer on the pants because I just saw Down and Dirty with um, uh, Fred Williamson. Oh, down and, and he wore these black trousers. Uh, trousers might uh. even be the best American word to describe his pants <laughs> in the movie. And I feel like those would be really good for, for, for Pinhead. And, and, uh, term, yeah, I think those would be the, the, the pants or trousers for him. Slacks might be a term you could use to describe <laughs> Um But I remember he was wearing just sort of plain black pants, and I think those would be perfect for Pinhead. Because I think he goes on vacation. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I was, I was just sort of like a smart black trousers, almost like a like suit pants. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, interesting. I was thinking um, when he goes on vacation, he'll have a Hawaiian shirt full of holes. <laughs> um, and he'll have his khaki pants or shorts. And maybe, you know, uh, <laughs> I can't say about laughing, a bum bag or, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you would have a fanny pack? You have a fanny pack. A fanny pack full of pain. Yeah. <laughs> It has the puzzle box in it, right? Yeah, oh yeah, that's how he carries it around. That makes sense. Yeah. And then he's yeah. just, like always carrying it in his hands. Yeah. Imagine <laughs> checking the, the the puzzle box like a TSA. Like he's yeah. got to go, he's got to go through, and they're, they're looking. Oh, sir, what, what is this box here? Uh, it's actually less than three ounces. It, okay, you're good. Fine. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it can go through. You can't have like your liquids on a plane, but you can have a puzzle box full of suffering. Right. <laughs> and also, uh, let's not forget about the obvious. I think him going through the metal detectors might be a problem. <laughs> you might have a private screening. It's like, <laughs> he has to get pre-board. He has to get the pre-check, the TSA pre-check. <laughs> I hate these lines. I need TSA pre-check. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you got to talk to Doug Bradley. You know, it's like. Like, yeah, how, how does he deal with all this? I mean, the makeup probably takes a really long time. But if you notice in these movies, they kind of cut around Pinhead. I, they probably like they he probably in makeup for like six or seven hours and they just shoot all scenes in like one day. So then they, because if you if you look at the movies, especially these later ones that I was watching, you know, there's not a lot of Pinhead, which is what's good about the movies, I think, because a lot of them don't really need him. He's kind of like tacked on or pinned on uh, for lack of a pinned on. Um, you put a pin uh, in it. Yeah, yeah we, we, we put a pin in it. That should be a subtitle of like one of the later Pinhead uh, Hellraiser movies. Pinhead goes uh, Hawaiian, right? Yeah, yeah, he'd be right there with Gidget and the Brady Bunch. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, he's wearing flip flops and it's like, it is time to party down yeah. and not be in a the... world of suffering. Um, Does his feet have the pins? Oh, I guess that's the question. Yeah, we've never seen Pinhead's feet. Yeah. Which kind of goes back to his skirts that he wears all the way to the ground. We don't know what his feet look like or his legs. We've, there's a lot of pinhead we've not seen. It's not too late. You know, we can well, – because there's that really bad one, that really bad Hellraiser. Did you see that one, Matt? So I'm, I'm looking at the Hellraiser on IMDb. And realizing uh, I haven't seen a lot of these. And the fact that there's so many that were direct to video and I didn't yeah. – like I haven't reviewed them for the site or anything. Like I think the third one was the last one I saw, which was made in 1992. Oh, yeah, that, was, that was the case for me, too, until I started yeah. renting them from Thai School Video, because the third one, you know, as a CD collector, I enjoyed the scene where he's killing people with the CDs. Right. Um, and that's the last thing I remember. But then in Hellworld, you know, the tagline is evil goes online. Yeah. And, I, and as the listeners might know, I really like these horror movies that involve the Internet or any, any of these movies that like even if it's action or whatever that involves the Internet or VR. And so I was excited to watch that because I wanted to see evil going online, which you know he does doesn't briefly. exactly happen it, briefly it does but yeah, yeah it's yeah. really about this party that's hosted by lance henriksen 
I think he has DSL. Uh, yeah, back then, yeah. Oh, and Hellworld also, also has Henry Cavill, who, who is uh, playing Superman now. Um, yeah, it's his best work in this one. <laughs> it's kind of like Hellraiser Bloodline, which is not a good movie, in my opinion. It has Adam Scott, yeah. who went on to greater fame later. Yeah. I think that's my the last one that I saw was was, was Bloodline. I think um, that was the, the – because that's it, right, because it's got the other pinheads in it, right? It's got, like, the woman and uh, – <laughs> uh, they're not pinheads, though. What are they? They're like – Cenobites. Yeah, Cenobites. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but so. out of all those, I I would if you're gonna watch one, you haven't seen one or rewatch it if you haven't seen it. Well, the Deader, the one with Carrie Wurr, yeah, that's a good one. I mean, yeah, that, that's, that's it's watchable. It's you know, it's it's um, what's the word? It's it's not really filled with Pinhead. It's Pinhead's almost like an incidental character. Right. Um, so it's it's kind of interesting in that way. And and I like Carrie Wurr, and she was good to be like the main character in a movie like this. So I thought that was one of the stronger direct-to-video uh, Hellraiser movies, in my personal opinion. Yeah, and I remember seeing trailers for this one when I was watching other direct-to-video movies. So this one seems familiar, the one with the jur- – you know, she, she plays a journalist, right? Kari Ward. Yeah, yep. yeah. Yeah, I remember the trailers. I'm, I'm looking at the picture on IMDb, and it's like a uh, black and white checkered floor um, with people sitting in, like, you know, chairs or something. And it's like, you know, like, like a kind of like a – some kind of room in, a, in an old office or classroom or something. It looks like what I kind of remember seeing the, the, the trailers for. Yeah. And it involves like a cult and um, which is interesting. And yeah, I, I, as far as all those, I think it's one of the better ones, even though, you know, hell world does have Lance Henriksen who's always good and he's good in the movie, but it's kind of, it all takes place in this one house. It's like, there's really, it's like one location. Mm-hmm. So, and they did the best with what they had, but um uh, I, I think Deader, but out of those three that I just mentioned, is probably my favorite. Now, I was talking to Matt to go to another uh, to jump uh-huh. to another subject. Unless you want to keep talking about. No, no, I've got nothing else. I just wanted to, um, you know, pitch that to you guys at the pinhead doing everyday things. <laughs> I can't wait for him to go Hawaiian. It's gonna be great. <laughs> I know, I know. We all get. So, uh. <laughs> so yeah, Matt and I were talking about this a couple weeks ago for this no subject idea, and we thought this TV show. Maybe you'll remember this, Matt. We got, you know, Sherman Helmsley. He was in, uh, <laughs> what was the, what's the preacher show Amen. now, Greg? Amen. And then Tom Bosley was uh, uh, Father Dowling, right? Right, yeah. So what if we put them together for an action TV show on CBS? So re- religious, yeah. religious justice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so all right. So Father Dowling teams. So is it Father Dowling or yeah. is it a new character? Well, it could be either one, but we'll say it's. Mr. Amen and Father Dowling. Because <laughs> right, no one remembers the name of the guy from Amen. But yeah, so I can look that up. But so yeah. it's it's Larry Amen yeah. and Father Dowling, and yeah. uh, they're <laughs> and they're, they're fighting crime and they're solving mysteries. They're action. They're action rev, uh, reverends. It's religious justice. So it'd be after Matlock because you know this is a little earlier. So it's like tonight, an all new episode of Religious Justice. Sherman and Tom are after some car thieves. <laughs> Find out what happens right after Matlock. It's, you know, I think that it's a good idea because if I remember right, you know, the Father Dowling Mysteries was kind of slow. You know, it was very downbeat. Yeah. And so what if we just mix that up with the wacky craziness of Amen and kind of came up with its own new creation? 
Yeah, and, and one of the ideas we had was this idea that there'd be this, like this younger woman detective on the force. Yes. Who like works with them or something. So like, there's a lot of scenes of her like rolling her eyes or shrugging her <laughs> shoulders as they do goofy stuff. You know, like up, oh, yeah, leave it to these two. You know, like a lot of that. Like maybe like they, you know, they end up in a dumpster or something after yeah. they try to chase somebody <laughs> down, and she finds them and like, wah, wah, go to commercial. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I think you said Kelly Who, right? Would oh, be Kelly Who, right, would be perfect. Because like, if you yeah. do like the age time, you know, if you're doing like early 90s, like she would have been the perfect age for that. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking Kelly <laughs> Who totally as Detective. Oh, go ahead, Brett. <laughs> no, I, said, I can see that. I can see this as a show. And she'd be the last credit. So there'd be, you know, Tom Bosley, Sherman Helmsley, and Kelly Who as Detective Jasmine Jones in Religious <laughs> Justice. Right. Like when they show that credit, it's like her, like a freeze frame or it's yeah. like in in motion, but then it becomes a freeze frame of her like yeah. putting her hands on her hips, looking disapproving. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. She's constantly with these, but but they're always solving the crime, so she, she you know she always has to have them help her out, of course. But but uh, yeah, it's like yeah, they're, they're you know the carjacking, you know, oh, there's this carjacking ring because yeah. that, that was remember that was very big, wasn't it? In the '90s, carjacking was like oh the, yeah yeah. Remember I guess when the term was invented. Yeah, yeah, stealing radios out of cars and carjacking. Um, those are yeah, great commercials back then where the guy had the slip gym right he's trying to break into the car and then the snake the viper kind of slithers out from the yeah. car and he gets all freaked out and he drops his slim gym and runs off like, oh. <laughs> now was there a thing at the bottom of the screen saying like viper will not really appear yeah or was <laughs> I don't know if you had to have that back then, did you? <laughs> well, oh, back then you did. Now you do. Right. It all started. <laughs> it all started with guess who cards don't actually talk, right? right. right. It's like well, thanks for destroying the illusion. But... <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, I mean. <laughs> I could imagine uh, Sherman and Tom, like, they, they're always getting into, like, scrapes. So, like, but, you know, like you said, they're in a dumpster. Like, they get into, like, these impossible situations. Like, like, like they get both their fingers stuck in a Chinese finger trap and they can't get out. And, <laughs> and they, or, they jump know, through they, a window like, into the get out of this one? Well, that would be like a mini bed. Then they focus <laughs> on the car thieves and then they jump out of a window as the big action shot. But I did, you know... Speaking of carjacking, maybe it was back then I had this idea. Okay. Um, I had an idea for an invention. I don't know if I should say this over the air. Someone might steal the idea, but that's okay. Well, Foreman might steal it for event help. <laughs> <laughs> I should call it event help, but instead I'll do it on the podcast, which is, all right, say you're being carjacked. What if there was a, a lever next, like, say, to the left of your seat in your car, and then you pull up the lever, and then after you do that, like, all the gas in your car, like, jets really fast into, like, a plastic, like, what would basically be, like, a plastic water bottle. So then, if so you just give up your car, but then it doesn't get very far because all the gas, like, jets from the gas tank into this water bottle. So then the, the, car, the car thief can't go anywhere, or they won't get far. Do you think that's a good idea for an invention? Yeah, I think, you know, because I think you, you – because you, what, what's the worst thing for the carjacker, right, if you can't move the car, right? You, you can't – so, yeah, if, like, the gas disappears suddenly, right, because it's easy for the person who was being carjacked, right, to just get a tow truck to get the car back to, you know, wherever. So, um, right, yeah. so yeah. that's what I'm thinking then. But I think there was a much more violent version of that, which I think is, like, South Africa or some other country where they're having, like, a lot of carjacking problems. Like, mm. people had, like, rigged up these flamethrowers on the side of their car. So if someone comes up to your car, they get a button, and then, then fire comes out. This is a real thing. I, didn't that happen in Batman Returns when he was doing that to the clowns? <laughs> Someone made it a real thing, I think. 
<laughs> no, I think you're right. I think you're right. <laughs> so religious justice, good show. Yeah, well, I think we'd watch it. I yeah. totally would see it scrolling on the preview channel if we were really going back in time. Yeah, I mean, it would have made it into to rerun syndication for sure. Oh, I think. yeah. yeah I mean, I think it was, what is it, 88 episodes? 88 episodes. Well, we just have 120 episodes because it's such a good show. Yeah. Like... <laughs> well, I would imagine it would be good chemistry between Sherman Helmsley and Tom Bosley. I think. Yeah, it'd be minimal bickering. Yeah, it would be some bickering in the beginning in the pilot. <laughs> right. And then it's like, you know, maybe do like kind of a cool high five or a cool handshake or something. It's like executive producer Stephen J. Cannell. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. You get it. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they can get special guest stars like you know Lorenzo Lamas. Just get all the guest stars from his shows. So, yeah. um, I know Night Court okay. is probably not Stephen J. Cannell, but Bull would be there. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Richard Mall. Richard Mall. He can be the bad guy in one episode. I can totally oh, yeah. see that. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. What would be some good bad guys? Yeah. Let's, want to throw that around for a second. <laughs> Boy, that's a good. So, so yeah, so yeah. Richard Mull for sure. Um, yeah. I think the bad guy from um, uh, now I'm drawing a blank on the movie. The movie that um, the TV movie that uh, Cynthia Rothrock did with Stacey Keach. Um, oh, Irresistible Force. Irresistible well, Chris, Force. Christopher Niem. Yeah. yeah, he he was in a lot of those, wasn't he? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, trying to he think, would be who a good else? You know, you could be. How about Wings Hauser for? Uh, yeah, well, that, that's a no-brainer. I mean, yeah, that would be a good one. Uh, hmm. Oh, Brian Billy, James. Go ahead. Yeah, Brian James. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Billy Drago. I don't know if he would be a good yeah. baddie or a good like henchman to a baddie. That's like a bigger baddie. If it's like a two-story arc or something. Oh yeah. Either way, he would be a good guy because he never is. He could be in the season finale. Yes. It'd be two-parter. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe take Sherman uh, hostage or something, or Tom. <laughs> right, right. And then... right. <laughs> yeah, because he's like kind of extra bad baddie, isn't he? Yeah. A lot of times, Billy Drago, like you can't just—he's not just like a fun baddie, really. No, he's like um, evil. Yeah. <laughs> he's very slimy. There's something slimy, slimy about him. Yeah. Um, how about Brad Dorf? I was gonna. Oh. Say, that name just popped in my head too. Oh, nice. Yeah. This is gonna be a good uh, show. And I gotta think of some fun titles. It'd be like. Uh, I don't know. It's hard to think of these titles for these action shows, but you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, but it'd probably be simpler things like back in action, or you know, like oh yeah, like you know, car, you know, uh, car theft, or something. Like yeah, that. yeah, it's like very he's, simple. He's titles. like us, or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> dead air. Yeah, yeah they're usually oh. like play on on like other titles of things too, right? Yeah. You know, so it's like you know, like instead of the seven samurai, the two samurai, right? Or the, yeah, yeah, you know, the, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right, the dirty couple or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I'm seeing as far as episode names. Yeah. It'd be in quotes at the beginning of each episode. Yes, right. it has to be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, it's the two samurai episodes on tonight. <laughs> and in that episode, they'd have to like infiltrate like a karate dojo or something. Oh, perfect. Maybe they can get like, uh, oh, oh, Kerry Tagawa, maybe. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. perfect for a bad guy. Only plays bad guys. Or maybe a Gerald Okamura or uh, oh. Mako. Mako. Oh, Mako. Perfect. That's, that's the bad guy of the week. So, yeah, okay. Or maybe Mako. Oh, Mako yes. runs a Buddhist temple in the city, and so they kind of <laughs> team up with him for that one episode. So it's like yeah. a, three different religions. I, I, I don't know what, you know what religions that we're, we're going to have for Helmsley and, uh, and, and Tom Bosley, but it would be like three religions. Um, 
in, 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 you know, together there. And maybe, too, we also have to have these wacky scenes, right, of Helmsley and Bosley as these older gentlemen <laughs> trying to do karate things. And it's like they, they got the... Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like they put the gi on wrong or something. Yeah, <laughs> Bosley has kind of, a, kind of a gut. So it's just like it just doesn't look right, but it's still it's still fun. It's like, but he knows it, you know. He's he's yeah. fully aware of it. So he's like, I don't think this is gonna work, Sherman. Oh, it'll be fine, you know that sort of. Fine, man. And then, <laughs> then they make this is a great like Sherman's all into it, and he's like doing all his moves, and Bosley's like shaking his head, and yeah. he has his doubts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Wait, like can... some some like young girl that's in the class like knocks one of them out when they yeah. when oh, the bar, you know, yeah. Like, or like, yeah, some little kid like punches Tom Bosley in the gut and he like falls down. His high school, like back in his head, he's like, Rude. yeah, yeah and he falls over. <laughs> See, this show's writing itself. I mean, this is this is easy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love religious justice. It's gonna be a great show. Yeah. Where, where, how CBS missed on this blows my mind. Like, where I know, what are they doing? I know. What are, I I know. <laughs> They were probably on season 37 of JAG or something, and they just couldn't it's, be bothered. It's still on. It's yeah. still on. <laughs> yeah, it's become their Law and Order, right? So it's like, yeah, that's it's not even It's not even as good as Law and Order. No. I tried to watch an episode, and it's like, this is not good. This is not very well. well as, I've said many, as I've said many times, it's the most popular show on television, and I've never met a single person that watches it. <laughs> I, I tried to watch one episode, but it was just this is not good. It's like this sucks. It's just like, I guess maybe it's just not for me, but it just it still sucks. It's just no it's no Law and Order. What I love and it's a spinoff. Yeah. It's a spinoff of right. Jack, which is also a kind of a lame show, which I tried to watch. Right. I really did try. Right. I always love the idea of that, like this military lawyer who's getting into like adventure capers. Like, <laughs> yeah, the episode I watched, he was like going undercover in like some sort of Chinese embassy or embassy, and it's just like it was like, why? You're a military lawyer. Go to, <laughs> go to court. Go yeah. to court, bro. <laughs> well, it's like on Law and Order that episode you love where Sutherland becomes a hostage negotiator. That was that was lame. And remember the other classic one? Like, are you fighting me because I'm a lesbian? <laughs> remember that one, Matt? I don't remember yeah. that one. Oh, because they they fired what Elizabeth? Uh, what's her name? Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, in real life, that? that's her name. Elizabeth Rome. Oh, wow. yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Is she married to? I think she's married in real life. I think she's married to Bobby Flay, the celebrity chef. Oh, oh nice. She can get all the free meals uh, at her restaurant. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's a good get. You know, I think I'd love to be married to like a, a chef of that caliber. Yeah, It'd probably yeah. be amazing. Well, married to Padma Lakshmi or <laughs> no? I was thinking Bobby Flay. Bobby Flay, no, okay. Just... <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, but no, yeah, Padma Lakshmi would be fantastic. Or um, uh, Jada De Laurentiis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But uh, Paula Dean, maybe Paula Dean, maybe Paula yeah, Dean. Dean. <laughs> you get plenty of food and racism. It'll be great. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You get diabetes and you die of diabetes in two years. <laughs> you die of diabetes and racism. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you get your fill of both. <laughs> That's our tagline. You get your fill of both. <laughs> deep fried racism and deep fried. <laughs> and that's a great thing, deep fried, because I have a, the next idea I have here uh-huh. is I'm uh, also talking to Concert about this about a new Seagal movie. Oh. Uh, and he plays John McRib because it's connected to food. <laughs> The name already makes sense because I don't want to cut you off, but no, in not. most of Seagal's movies, he plays a guy named John. Yeah. So 
they're gonna that's gonna be there because it may, he's like the Tony Danza of movies <laughs> as if Tony yeah. Danza isn't who can only play a guy named Tony for some reason Steven Seagal can't play a guy named Steven but he can play a guy named John for some unknown reason um and McRib for obvious reasons yeah so if you do you remember the plot Matt I don't want to yeah. well I remember the first thing is it's a, it's supposed to be a McDonald's advertising tie-in so we're hoping yes. like mcdonald's would just completely fund the whole thing you know for the the sake of getting the the, the advertising tie-ins but um i i try to remember the i think the idea right was that the the, the mayor mccheese i think had like some kind of crime ring that he was running yeah, he's out of corrupt. yeah this is such a good idea i just can't get over what a good idea this is it makes and, sense for so many different reasons and um, if you're under deep fried coke that's what mayor mccheese is in. <laughs> that's right Oh, oh, because they, I mean, they really do do that with yeah. Coca-Cola. The exactly, drink the f- this, is the, this is Coke, the, the classic drug. Because, so, <laughs> <laughs> like, you can go to the fair and buy deep-fried Coke. I mean, that's something you can yeah, actually buy. Right, right. Cola. Cola. Yeah. Uh, I'm a cola next to that. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to disparage any of those great sellers who sell that deep-fried food, like deep-fried uh, tw- Twinkies and Oreos right, and like donuts. Balls or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, so, but this makes sense for so many reasons. Yeah, because, you know, McDonald's has never gone into the action movie business, so this would be new for them. To fund someone like Seagal, it would show that you can eat a lot of McDonald's and still be limber and agile if you are. Um, (laughs) So that's that's a marriage made in heaven right there. Um, I wanted, wanted, if you remember more of the plot, I want to explain everything, Matt. I I was trying to remember, well, well, because I remember, like, the idea, right? Like, there's going to be, like, like fight scenes in. In like McDonald's and we were, yeah. you know, you know, like maybe doing like um, the, the, there's that movie Blood Diner that came out in the '90s, a, a horror kind of a horror comedy where a guy uh, a, that takes a woman, puts her head in a um a fryer, and it comes out with like this big ball of uh yeah. of dough of you know like a router, you know, it's so, like maybe like he he beats up one of the guys and does that to them, you know, and stuff like that. I can totally see him doing that. And then oh yeah, it, well it'd be kind of like like the fast food version of Under Siege. Because, you know, he's a chef in that. So maybe he's like, you know how like in these cop movies, you know, you get busted down to, you know, you're riding a desk or you're in yeah. doing, you know, yeah, permits. Like, like freaking Hunter is riding a desk in the last five seasons of Hunter. It's like, <laughs> so oh, he was, so, oh, he was freaking right a desk. I mean, I, I, mean, I said that before, but I'm still mad. Like, <laughs> so in this, he gets busted down from being a military chef to being like a short order cook at, at McDonald's, which the military does have the power to do. Right. And yes. Um, so, but obviously he's not liking it or, or loving it, um, and he's kind of grumbling like, "Oh, I can't believe I'm a short order cook," you know. Yeah. But then the bad guys come in, um, and uh, right. it'd be like you know that scene in Mac and Me that everyone talks about where the kids are dancing at the McDonald's. Yes. Mm. Yeah. That would happen. So there'd be like a dance thing at McDonald's, but it's not just a heist at McDonald's. It turns out there's a conspiracy that goes all the way to the top right. or maybe the higher ups of like the corporate McDonald's are like, right. um, oh, I don't know. They, they're killing immigrants and then putting them in the food. And like, well, we yeah, we have that, too. And we have this other thing. It's deep fried Coke. And then Mary McCheese says it fries your brain, man. <laughs> yeah, you know, perfect for the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and and the idea too, like the, the going all the way to the top. We were trying to decide if going all the top meant Ronald, like yeah, that's like Ronald, the top. right? Yeah. <laughs> because it's interesting that you guys would go with Mayor McCheese as the main evildoer, because you'd think the Hamburglar would be in there somewhere. But you're saying he's just 
He's just small potatoes. As it is, uh, he'd be like the 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 Matthias Hughes to the the big baddie, right? Like <laughs> yeah. the hamburger. No, like the Billy Drago, you know. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Drago, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, and then Ronald, you know, because you know he's a clown, but you can see him put on his makeup, so you'll see him without makeup for the first time. Oh. I just thought of I mean, that. He could do martial arts with those giant yes. shoes. You, oh, and maybe he has a spike under him because you know <laughs> it's like John McRib. Yeah, yeah, he's really evil. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. Like he like distributes this deep fried coke to kids, and you know, just like we, I have a title too, which is yeah. Steven Seagal in Food Chain. <laughs> yeah. So instead of uh, uh, Nicholas Cage being in uh, Kill, Kill, Kill Chain, he's in because like, he wouldn't say Death Chain because there's this metal band Death Chain, but I, no, yeah, Kill Chain. Um, and so this would be food chain. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, that, it goes this, up the this food really chain. works. Yeah, it goes, the food, it goes up the food chain of these baddies. So it's perfect. Yeah, I mean, yeah it works yeah. on two different levels at least. Yeah, I love it. And, uh, Thanks. Yeah, it's, it's great. And then there could be this big, long, drawn-out fight scene at the end. There has to be between Seagal and Ronald McDonald. Yeah. Well, it can't be drawn <laughs> out sentence anymore. I never thought I'd say, but yeah. That's the thing with Seagal is is there enough is it possible that you have to like really bribe him with a lot of McDonald's <laughs> to convince him to do a long drawn out fight scene right because he usually doesn't anymore right he just he just does a few slap chops and takes the guy out <laughs> that, the bat. that so, is true you know, this this but this it would have to be something long and drawn out I, I feel like that with, with a pairing of this caliber and this magnitude you can't just have a couple of his trademark slaps there has to be a big long thing where they're yeah, they're yeah. an office. This is his magnum opus. Yeah, yes. This is the, literally the role he was born to play. Yeah. John McRib. So, the idea maybe his, that Ronald knows martial arts, I think, is good. Yes, he does. They'll, they'll show him doing it in the mirror or maybe beating up a, a peon. Yeah, he always does or kill someone. <laughs> or it could be like – but it has to be like that really brutal, uncompromising style of martial arts, like the – um, oh yeah, the cool Breston style, which yeah. you know, no mercy. You know, he you know he fights to kill. You know, he doesn't have that like, sort of style with heart that a lot of our heroes have. I could see that with, with killing an underling. He like he just smashes his neck <laughs> under his shoe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it completely breaks. And, and it turns out like the Ronald McDonald house is really just a front. Yeah, it's a front for the coke. Yeah. <laughs> um. I'd rent this. I mean, I'd buy it and rent it. <laughs> Who the heck wouldn't? This is such a gold. This idea is gold. <laughs> and I think from McDonald's standpoint, I understand yeah. like their business model sets up that you you get kids um, as customers at a young age using Ronald and the yeah. McDonald right. characters. And so the idea is to sort of get kids and you keep kids. And so this idea of maybe making their characters into like villains and a, and, a, and a harsher action film might not be something that immediately that they really like. But I think when you sell to them, like, listen, you know, Burger King and Wendy's and, and Taco Bell, they get a lot of older, edgier clientele. You know, you get like the, the video <laughs> game crew. <laughs> right, you know, like the, the the video game crew. It's like you know, I'm gonna load up with some 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 Taco Bell and some Mountain Dew Code oh, Red or yeah, whatever. Is that, yeah, it's meal. Fourth right, meal. right, exactly. So I I think that fourth meal crowd is there <laughs> for McDonald's yes. to really latch onto and take. And I think a movie like this. You know, I mean, I know for me, I'm you know, I I look at McDonald's. You, know, you look at there's a lot of things to not like about McDonald's, but suddenly 
they've got another, you know, I'm back as a customer again. More, you know, not that I'm not a customer. I mean, every once in a while you, you pop in and, and grab some McDonald's, I, but I go to BK. But I thought you were going to say that BK, Taco Bell, and Wendy's make movies now. But I get what you're saying. This, yeah. uh, this, I think it's something the younger crowd, you know, the teens and people in their twenties are hungry for and i'm sorry <laughs> i've said that but uh I, I think it's i think it's something they're hungry hungry for which is like mcdonald's but with an edge yeah yeah get, get that crew back because i think that crew looks at like taco bell and and burger king in particular maybe wendy's as well but you know burger king has that kind of that that menu that has like these big obnoxious burgers that have like tons of things piled on them and you know oh. taco bell you can get like doritos made tacos right. and things like that right. it's like you know, there's McDonald's don't really have anything like that. No, they don't yeah. have an edge. You have to wonder if that's purposeful or not, because you're right. Burger King has what they call the angry Whopper. Right. It's <laughs> it's literally angry. You know, it's always you. Do. <laughs> black. So. Isn't, it, isn't it like pitch black? Something like that. The Halloween <laughs> one you're thinking with the pitch black butt. I remember, I remember my wife and I. We were we were living outside the city, um, and we had to come into the city for something. And we had to. I I was like, I need to get this 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 Halloween Whopper. I've got to try it. So we walked, I think, like ten blocks to the nearest Burger King. So it's like it's like got a one, and I think there's a one in the bun to make it black or something. I can't Whoa. remember how they made it black, but yeah, it's wow, like, that's pretty hardcore. Yeah. You were living outside the bun. I was. I was. I was. <laughs> <laughs> was it worth the 10 block walk um to say that to, to be able to say that i tried it yes like that's you know it's a, it was the experience um I, yeah i think it was 10 blocks i think it's it's like on 8th street in, in in philadelphia and i think we were like in like you know like 15th in that area so maybe it was only like maybe it wasn't quite that far maybe it wasn't you know but it was it felt like enough you know it felt like enough of but still you touched on something it was an experience see that's what mcdonald's needs to go for with this movie this is an experience it's not just your it's not just a burger if this is a whole yeah. this is it's, it's a it's lifestyle a yeah. it's a great point this is a this is a full experience maybe not in 3d though but it's <laughs> Right. Now we're just getting crazy. Yeah, because McDonald's isn't really an experience. Right? The, the whole point of McDonald's is, is that you can go to any McDonald's in the world and the Big Mac – or not in the world maybe, but at least in the U.S., the Big Mac is going to be the Big Mac. you know. And yes, maybe the, the people at that place didn't change the buns out, so it might be a, 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 a stale bun for that one or, or, or <laughs> you know, what? And I think I, I, at an airport one time they used salad lettuce for my, my Big Mac. So it was like, a, like, like mescaline greens or something like that. that was, <laughs> So, so you, you get like some weird things like that, but you don't actually get an experience at McDonald's, right? Because it's like every McDonald's is pretty much the same. Like the franchise, you know, every once in a while there's one that hasn't re been renovated since like the, the early 80s. But usually it's like, you know, this is a way to make it an experience, I think. I Isn't agree. That your, it's, oh, go ahead, Brett. No, I was just going to say, oh. it's kind of going back to what we were saying about duck pin or candle pin bowling. You know how when you're a kid, it's like you go out there for your birthday? I'm a Old enough to remember, and I don't know if kids still do this, but going to McDonald's on my birthday, and that was a big deal. That was a that was like this big treat, this big event. Oh, we're going to McDonald's for my birthday party, you know. So that was a place you went as a kid, and that was exciting, fun, and you know, just a, a unique event for your birthday. I don't yeah. think that exists anymore. It doesn't, and I remember I have the same uh, experience. I had a birthday party for my friend. His name is also Brett, and I uh, went to Mickey D's next to. Uh, hmm. Oh, great. Now, when you do live uh, radio like this, I can't remember. Um, Milford Amusement Center. Remember it was oh, next to okay. Milford Amusement Center? 
and it's like Mickey D's, you know, got one of excited, yeah, which is funny yeah. because Milford Amusement Center, where you think would be the typical place you would go because they have all well, the video you got, games. You got, you got and, food, uh, you know. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. You get your food first, and then you you know, play all the awesome games. And as you mentioned, the last thing about McDonald's, which is, isn't okay. uh, that poster of the founder your favorite, Brett? What? Michael Michael Keaton. Oh, oh, I'd see, I wouldn't even know what you're talking about. I'm oh. just in the bad box art category where, <laughs> um, where it's just like what Hollywood does, at least what they have done for the past, I don't know, 20 25 years which they think just putting a just remember they used to be artistic and they used to have artist renderings of things and it was really beautifully done now they just have boring pictures and the closer the picture the the more terrible it is like they just think if they put a giant face of someone then that's like enough but to me like pushing tin is like the worst box art ever because it's just two giant pictures of billy bob thornton and was it john cusack yeah um i've never seen the movie because i hate the box art well, the yeah, well, is, it's, it's cheap. It's just like him with his hands on his hips. Yes. And the symbol yeah. of McDonald's in the background. Like, that's it. It's like, it's like this is so lame and boring looking. It makes me not want to see the movie. It's having the opposite effect. It's like, ooh, care. he's standing there with his hands on his hips. <laughs> ooh, I'm, I'm so scared. I'm, this is going to be so thrilling. I mean, maybe yeah. it's a great movie, but that poster is terrible. Yeah. It's, and, well, um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, I, I, the founders like, what the heck are you talking about? Yeah, I just forgot about that. that was the title. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm McDonald instead of sort of I'm Batman. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm McDonald's. Yeah. Or Birdman. I don't I haven't yeah. seen that. No, I think Neither you should rather watch Mr. Mom again, right? I'm like, oh, no, that definitely, or a, a night shift. Night shift. Oh, yeah, Mr. Yeah. Mom, yeah. he had like a, yeah, he had the Mr. Mom hands on his hips. Like, here we go again with that baby. Exactly. <laughs> I never actually seen Mr. Mom. <laughs> Get out I, of I saw it a long mom. time ago. Um, I guess I mixed but, up with Baby Boom. Baby Boom, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's another she's having a baby. Oh, he's uncredited and she's having a baby. But oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I think uh, you're talking about Keaton. Or, wait, Diane Keaton or Michael Keaton? Oh yeah, wow, that's a good, oh, funny coincidence. Different Keatons, that's right. Yeah. Oh, that's a, that's a funny. That's just a funny coincidence. Yeah, <laughs> they're not related. <laughs> or are they? What about the but, paper? Um, you know, got the founder. You got the paper. <laughs> now, who founded the paper? You know, that's that's the question. So then, then there was the office. You know, then, yeah. so it's like the office. They that was a paper company. The founder, the um, the Michael but, Scott paper company. It's like, yes, exactly. <laughs> um, all right, so that was a good that was a good uh, idea you guys had. See, I this, have, the listeners, this is the first time I'm hearing any of these ideas. Yeah. I, I came up with the Hellraiser thing, but they did the rest, so I'm yeah. just, I don't know what they're going to throw at me next. I mean, we can do one more. I mean, just All not because right. we're coming up to the hour mark already. Yeah. But hard to believe. But. Which is Arnold's American accent, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah. He has one. He just won't use it. That's the rumor. So he says, "Hello, sir." You know, he doesn't well, have. That doesn't sound very American to me, but I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, which is he can speak perfect American, yeah. but he chooses not to because his Austrian kind of gives him some cachet and some difference. Because there's not a lot of other people with Austrian accents around, so he's playing that up for you know to highlight that he's a different kind of guy. Yeah. But wouldn't it be fun to hear it though? It's. Like... What what would the American accent be? Would it be like um just your your region free like California, or would it be like you know like like maybe like like a like a, a main accent like like Fred Gwynn or something like that? Like a yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, 
Like, like it'd be so hard to imagine like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger doing like a Boston accent. Like he's in some gritty crime movie, maybe with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, and he's like, "I'm parking the car over here." And yeah. he, I just can't see him doing that. You know. Well, it's probably gonna be better than Kevin Costner's Boston accent in Thirteen Days. You know, talking about nuclear war here. <laughs> Yeah, I, and that, the thing is, like, the Boston accent is probably one of the easiest ones to do because all it is is just don't pronounce the R's. And, yeah, you know, just drop the R, yeah. Yeah, there's that O sound that they do that, you know, not, that, you know, not here. Yeah. Not, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, that's a little bit tougher, but just dropping the R's. Like, like here in Philly, the, the Philly accent, like, I'm starting to pick up the O that they say here, the O. <laughs> but, like, the actual accent, like, I'll hear people say things in the Philly accent, and I can't replicate it after. Like, you know, like, like you know, they'll be like, I need to get some soap at Rite Aids or something like that. Right? And I, I can't. I can't do it, but like Boston, it's like I mean, part of it's you know my my family kind of all talks like that. So like you know like my mom, I remember when um my wife uh, first met my mom, she didn't know that my family had the accent, and I remember she was like all worried that she was gonna start cracking up. And the first thing my mom said was, "Yeah, I got to go to Walmart to get something for your father." And it was like, <laughs> and so I almost like burst out laughing. I mean, I mean, hearing Arnold talk like that would be pretty good. Like maybe like like kind of like the more like uh like rural. Massachusetts or, you know, something like that, where it's just like, you know, kind of a slower, but like still like that accent. Yeah, I, I, I would like to hear that. Maybe, you know, he wants to do an acting stretch, which is kind of interesting because didn't he direct the movie Christmas in Connecticut? He did. Yeah. So maybe did he shoot in Connecticut. I, I think they did. And I mean, personally, I don't think I have an accent, but, you know, if you talk to someone from somewhere else, they think I do. Um, so it's that age old scene of, you know, if someone, you know, from the UK heard me talk, they say, oh, you have an American accent, whereas I think you have a British accent, you know, so it <laughs> depends on where you, come, where you come from. I personally don't think that, but that's just me. Um, but yeah, so I think it would be interesting to see if Arnold could do that i think um especially boston because most people i think and i think they did a survey of the accents people like and find most mm -hmm. pleasing and the ones they find least pleasing and i think boston was up there with the least pleasing people yeah. don't really like it um same thing with long island and you know you're from long island you just have to say the word coffee because if they say coffee then you're from long island but um but I think most people really love this, like the Carolinas accent, like uh, North and South Carolina. And their the accent is absolutely beautiful to listen to. Um, but I can't replicate it. And I'm not going to try. But they, they have a really nice sounding accent. Yeah. I mean, that would be funny. I mean, now that you mentioned it with Schwarzenegger with the Boston, right? He married a Kennedy, didn't he? Maria Shriver. Was, exactly. Yeah. So that actually makes sense because now it's like, you know, yeah, it's like. <laughs> Ted Kennedy he talks like Ted Kennedy. I remember yeah. uh, Howard Stern doing his impression of Ted Kennedy. Yeah. It's like, uh, <laughs> well, how, how about a movie where Schwarzenegger plays Ted Kennedy? <laughs> with the gray mind. mop hair. <laughs> yeah, he has like the glasses with the white hair. <laughs> I mean, would it be any worse than uh, Lindsay Lohan playing Elizabeth Taylor? No, exactly. No, that would be better. Yeah, it's, it's called creative casting. I mean, let's let's get creative here. I mean, it doesn't always have to be the same old, same old. And getting uh, Timothy Bottoms to be George W. Bush. I mean, come on. <laughs> well, you have to. Yeah, he that. looks exactly like him, but uh, how about someone else? Yeah.
<laughs> yeah, that I think we, 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 we somehow we just work into like pitching movies without even realizing it. Like, like suddenly we're pitching the Ted Kennedy biopic starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, just sort of, you know, like, like that. I think it's the thing with the topic like this episode is that like yeah. we do this generally, like when we're we're you know like we're on the episode talking about it, but it's like the topic is we can just do it. You know, it's just like yeah, let's let's just, you know, let's, we're just going for it. <laughs> yeah, so that's interesting. But uh, do you guys have any other ideas you wanted to mention? Well, um, I want to mention quickly was yeah, when he mentioned that that John was the most popular Seagal name. Yeah, I happened to take a look at his IMDb. Yeah. And actually, I think it's John, Jake, and Alexander. Like that, those are com- <laughs> comprise like almost all of his names. And he actually plays a John Alexander in like a, a couple <laughs> of an Absolution. I can't believe I know that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like he's either John. He's a, like he's Alexander Cold or he's John somebody. But then oh, like, Jonathan they, Cold. Yeah. Jonathan Cold. Jonathan Cold. That's right. So he's like yeah. So it's like. I was uh, I was amazed that like it's it's literally like those three names almost come up every time. It's like John, <laughs> it's like usually a J name like John, Jake, or Jack, and then Alexander. That's the other name. And it just, yeah, it's, I mean, like, I, you were dangerously close to saying John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt, and if he <laughs> if he plays that, then you know he can be in a movie for kids because his name was my name too, apparently. <laughs> like they switched it up one time and they went from. John Alexander to Jake Alexander. So he's oh, Jake Alexander. Whoa. Do you have the movie on hand? It's a, so in general commander, he's Jake Alexander. Oh, and then general commander, John Alexander. <laughs> that's, that's absolution. Um, yeah. Uh, and then I guess he's just Alexander in a good man, but I think he's, st- that's supposed to be John Alexander. Oh, he's supposed to be John Alexander in a good man and general commander. No, he's supposed to be Jake Alexander. Okay, okay. That's confusing. <laughs> uh, it's getting confusing here. I just, I just love that he has two jobs in General Commander. General and the Commander. So right. It's like, like Colonel Private. It's like, <laughs> or Larry the Cable Guy is the health inspector. That's true. Larry the Cable Guy. Help him. Hey, two jobs for Larry, for Dan Whitney. <laughs> no, I think Daniel. I got it wrong. I think, I think Goodman is Alexander because it's supposed to be Alexander Coates from Force of Execution. <laughs> so I, think, I don't know if it's got Alexander. That's funny. Um, That's, wow, it really is all the same names for old yeah. Steve. Coates. Yeah. I wonder if he could, you know, it could be like Joseph, uh, the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. You know, uh, how about that? Is that, is is that like a, a musical what? work? Well, what is that really? So is that a humongous coat that Joseph is wearing? I never really looked into it. Well, I think it's something biblical, but in the oh, sign okay. episode, Kramer wears it and they think he's a pimp. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what I was thinking. It's like a pimp coat. <laughs> uh, yeah, because that was that was that was well, that was like the 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 um. Well, oh, I can't think of the first name of the Osmond who. Uh, Donnie? Donnie? Donnie Osmond, yeah. Don, why, 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 I, I wanted to say Bobby Osmond. There probably is a Bobby Osmond. But, uh... He could be Don Osmond for being sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, and we have to save that for our next segment. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's the one problem with topic lists, right? You start talking about things that could be from the other episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Don Osmond. Yeah, what, 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 yeah, what do you think yeah, about Donnie, oh. Matt? Oh well, no, because he that, isn't that how he revitalized his career was with the, the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. <laughs> I haven't checked in. Um, like, <laughs> well, maybe it's time. But, well, uh, Marie, I know Marie does commercials for like uh, Jen, Jenny Craig or something. But, yeah. Or the Nutrisystem. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I watch too much TV. Maybe it's Deal and Meal. That's the thing when you watch if you if you're not watching like like kind of like the network. 
TV that that kind of like I guess that you know like the ABC NBC kind of thing. If you're watching cable and especially like things that are like like reruns on cable, the ads like the quality of the ads dips quite a bit, and it's like a <laughs> lot of that kind of stuff. A lot of medications. Oh um, yeah. A lot of as seen on TV gimmicks or you know things like that. Um, yeah, it's not like you're not seeing like a lot of like major brands or things like that. No, it's always black yes. names too, like Zonestra or something. What's that? <laughs> Well, yeah, there's always some medication or um, uh, Alex Trebek is telling you to look into a reverse mortgage or Fred Dalton Thompson. You go to the general and save some time. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess Shaq is in those general commercials, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah and Icy Hot. Because right, I think they did a commercial with Shaq where he had his co-host for for the basketball thing on TNT, and they were like confessing to them that they didn't realize that the general wasn't some fly-by-night thing. That apparently it's been fly-by-night for a lot of years. Um, so I guess, like, like the ads, I guess, because I guess that little like cartoon general guy i guess that made people think that it was like this sort of like this fly-by-night thing which it still seems like it. i don't know like the yeah it does i don't trust it <laughs> because i thought you were going to say they had to confess that they realized that the general isn't real oh <laughs> well that's probably true too it's like, <laughs> like, it's like what that little guy's not real it's uh, well, it goes but, right back to guess who cards don't actually talk right yeah see the general is basically sam but kind of later on in his career yeah <laughs> yeah, it's older Sam. Yeah. <laughs> the thing that I don't like about the general commercials with Shaq now is that I feel like it's a downgrade from the penguin. Remember the penguin that would ride in the car with him? Yes, uh, now it's a general yes. guy. Like, yeah, it's like, it like the general and the penguin were together. And then they replaced <laughs> okay. the penguin with Shaq. And I feel like that's kind of a downgrade. I'd rather have the cartoon <laughs> penguin. Well, oh, because, you know, people that I think aren't that creative, just they try to be more literal. They're kind of like. Well, it's called the general. Let's go to general, or like like bow tie cinemas. Like yeah. however many years into their run, they realized, hey, we should get all of our employees to wear bow ties because yeah, it's like ties. They do, and it's like, oh no. <laughs> and I think, the, and bringing this back to TV, I think the most egregious example is when the show Life on Mars, you know, you know what happened, which. Oh. You know, which in the right. American version, they yes. said, oh, it'll be on Mars, which yeah. is so unbelievably stupid. It, that, um, it was embarrassing. I, like, I, I, like, I saw the clip where he's just sitting there on Mars. It's like, it's like, this is, <laughs> like, this is supposed to be, like, metaphorical. It's based on the David Bowie song that, that takes place in the 70s. Like, it's not supposed to be literal. Like, ah, it's so, <laughs> so dumb. It is so, that was it's so dumb. beyond dumb. Like, I, right, because the, the TV show in England was like somebody that like went back in time or something, right? Yeah, it was like, right. amazing. Yeah, I watched the UK Open. series and really enjoyed yeah. it, and yeah, yeah. I don't want to say too much, but yeah, basically yes, and so yeah, it's yeah. an excellent program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but so then, of course, then when the stupid Americans got a hold of it, they thought, <laughs> "Let's make it set on Mars." Like I can just imagine people saying that. It's just, can, and everyone's like, "Yeah." <laughs> I can see that with like ABC, these people, these you know, higher ups, like. Life on Mars. He could be on Mars. It's like, uh, sir, sir, sir that's like, not yeah. supposed to be literal. No, Mars, do it. Or we're canceling you, which you're already going to. Because, <laughs> you know, because these executives, from what I hear, these studio people, like the ones that always give the writers the notes, like they're not creative people. Like they don't know anything about yeah, creating like stuff. Yeah, they're like just these corporate suits, and then they put in their two cents, and it's always awful because they're not creatively minded. They're more business minded. And that's always the way it is with movies, music, or anything. You know, the higher ups put in their two cents. They're usually wrong. And then there's a whole battle that goes on, and there's a lot of stories like that. 
Yeah, it's it's funny though because like we we do these shows, you know, and we talk about like what works and what doesn't. And I kind of feel like you know we're kind of more on the pulse because we we're just you know I mean yes we don't talk to like thousands of people or millions of people but it feels like it's like the same complaints happen like if you watch a movie that takes over a hundred minutes and you go look at like the, the, the all of the reviews that people do about that movie you know DTV movie it mm. seems like two thirds if not more say yeah it was okay but it should have been shorter and it's like <laughs> okay so if we're all saying a movie over over ninety minutes is too long. Why are you making movies that are over 100 minutes? It's like, you know, it's like, you know, like we, we, we have a sense of what works. We, we don't know like the technical ins and outs. Like we wouldn't know how to like shoot a scene properly or anything, but we like know the basics. Like we know like how much action you need in a movie to make it work. And, and like, you know, I, I personally, I think our McRib idea, our John McRib idea, yeah. our, 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 Food chain, I, yeah. I think would, would would or death chain or or, or blood chain. You know, I think <laughs> yeah, <it's>, food chain. <laughs> blood chain, blood chain. That's an awesome title. Work. I think you know it's it, you know make it you know eighty minutes long and yeah. and you know you know we don't need a lot of suspense in it. Just a lot of you know like you know him realizing it goes all the way to the top. We know the mystery. We don't need to you know that he's uncovering that it's Ronald or whatever. And you know, I mean, it would it would work. It's just you know, and I think the, the the one sticking point for me, I think more than Seagal would be McDonald's not wanting Ronald to be a villain, but you know, right? Yeah, so that would be a problem. What they probably have to do is would, you'd have to come up with your own oh, fast maybe, place. Uh, yeah, Donald McDonald or something. Like that. Yeah, yeah, it would, yeah. It would be like you know, I don't know, McGillicuddy's or something. Yeah, it would it have, have to be like, yeah. it'd be like an, a Man in the Iron Mask kind of thing, right? Where it's like an evil. Ronald McDonald, who's like the twin, like a Bizarro, like you know, he's got a mustache that he's, he's he's like painted over with his. So like when you see him put the makeup on, yeah. you realize he's got the evil mustache, and that's like the reveal <laughs> that he's not the real Ronald McDonald. So right, he yeah, had the mustache. Has nothing paint, to do with this. Yeah. Does he paint the mustache for the for the makeup, or does he have the mustache over the makeup? I was thinking he put the mu- mustache. He's put the makeup over the mustache to yeah, hide yeah. that he's the evil Ronald. Yes, you know, even the worst thing. Like kind of like how um, uh, Cesar Romero played the Joker on the old Batman series. Right. You can see his mustache underneath yeah. his white paint. Like we're we're all seeing the mustache, but you know, like you know, that's the reveal. Yeah, or kind of like the opposite in Fred in the Dunkin' Donuts commercials, where when he dressed up as a woman, he would just put his finger over his mustache <laughs> and walk around in this very unnatural posture where his finger is under his nose to cover up the fact that he's dressing in drag to get his donuts. Right. That, that could be what Ronald, the, the evil, bizarro Ronald does, as he puts it, you know, like, you know, so then you can see Seagal be like, man, why you got your finger on your nose like that? I think you're trying to hide something from me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's, perfect. That's beyond perfect. Well, and that brings up a whole other question, which is, would this be a Cajun uh, Seagal? Would it be uh, more of a homey Seagal? Which Seagal voice are we getting here? Maybe both. Yeah. <laughs> you can never yeah, I think whatever one. Seagal does. I think whatever he, you know, he, we could leave it to him to whatever he feels is best for that scene. <laughs> well, and, and maybe this could be a sequel to Urban Justice because if you remember, he would shoot and beat people up in the parking lot of a McDonald's. Yeah, that was that was kind of the idea of the whole movie. It's like, wait, no. it could be the whole this could be a whole movie, McDonald's. He, he beat up that guy right, outside. He's no stranger to going to McDonald's. If anyone who has watched Urban <laughs> Justice knows, a great movie. Well, yeah, because I think we were saying how we think Seagal has the most McDonald's in his films. Because I think we counted that one, and I think there were like two or three others that had like a McDonald's in the background somewhere yeah. in a scene in his movie. <laughs> I think that's how this whole thing spawned. Yeah, well, it's, it's funny because we might have mentioned this before, but there were these, um, you know, product placement gone too far movies. Like, um, what was it Bye oh, Bye Love? Oh, Bye Bye Love is about these divorced dads who meet 
their wives and kids at the McDonald's. It's like, and so there's a lot of scenes at McDonald's. Yeah. I never saw it, but I remember hearing about it. And also around the bend, yeah, that movie with um, uh, Christopher Walken. Where he, and what does he say, Ty? He wants extra well, crispy. I, I can't. You want the, I can't do walk impression anymore. But he wants extra crispy. So like he said that to the employee. So oh no, wait, I, or did I make that up? <laughs> I love, See, I your know. fantasy world has gone so far. You don't even know if that happened in the movie or he, something you made he up. He did say he likes extra crispy KFC chicken in that Christopher Walken voice. Yeah. <laughs> I like. I, like I wish I could do impressions. Oh, I really do. Wait, do you have an impression there, Matt? <laughs> I was say, wait, try it. I, I, okay. I like the chicken ex- extra crispy. <laughs> <laughs> I want extra crispy. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Seagal is easier because it's just like almost like a whisper thin voice with a little bit of Cajun or, or urban, you know, some, some Cajun <laughs> spice for him. For exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Cajun spice burger. Yeah. Right. Angry that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I guess the reality too that I've seen more Seagal films than I've seen Walken films. So it's like, you know, like I'm, I'm used to hearing Seagal just be like, yeah, yeah. goddamn, if he's really bad, you know, I'm, a, I'm, I'm not playing around here. <laughs> the original with the oh, I can't do it. I, can't I, do it. I, I, do it. I, I lost my impression years ago because I, I replaced it with Liam Neeson. So <laughs> <laughs> you can only have so many impressions. You only have like five or six. Yep. Uh, um. And you've already done a couple on this episode. You you did your classic Owen C. Wilson. You did Liam yeah. Neeson. I did Keanu um, at the beginning. I could do Trump, but you know, it's like if you want. Um, <laughs> Matt Poirier, great guy. <laughs> love the drink. Love the guy. Great guy, okay? <laughs> Weren't we saying something about presidents in movies? Like like what movies they would be? Because like you, you were talking about how like um in that previous episode about how Reagan – Right. We were saying like it would be a, the movie would be a scandal, right? Where a president was watching a film of an actor who had been canceled, and yes. then like he he wants to prevent it from getting out that he'd watched this movie in the White House of someone who was canceled. So that's the conspiracy. Is like if it leaks that he watched this canceled actor's movie, his whole political career would, would tumble. Um, it'd be like The Ring. We we had like a cool actor like cancel run. Right. <laughs> yeah, I can see like that being on a on Amazon Prime or something. It would have yeah. Luke Goss. Um, you say Luke Goss? Oh, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like that's the, there's like like you know ten, twenty, however many people die. A lot of silence or death. A lot of pew pew kind oh, of yeah. silence or death. <laughs> you know, like people getting you know you know like trying to blow the whistle and getting killed um, yeah. just to just to keep this from the scandal from happening. All right, so wait, so let me make sure I understand. So, he, you know, there's a movie theater in the White House. Yeah. Unknowing to, is it unknowing to the president he watches like a canceled actor or he watches it on purpose? Watches it on purpose. On purpose. And then oh. it kind of becomes like a thing where like they start to realize, oh, no, this could this could topple his political career because or, – or you know what? It could be the other way around. It could be that maybe he doesn't know that this actor has done something really horrible and then yes, – yeah. I was thinking, but yeah. it could be, I guess, yeah, it could be either way. Like, say, so it's like a comedian who says some, like, off-color jokes or something, or what do you mean by canceled? It, well, it could I mean, be anything. Yeah, we could come up with anything. So it could be something very serious. But I think for an action movie, it's much more fun to, instead of it being, like, a real serious scandal, for it to just be, like, yeah, like, the person, you know, said something racist and, and you know, and, and you know, or, or something, like, really, like, kind of, like, borderline, too. Like, so maybe not even, like, racist, racist, but, like, like making fun of, like, 
um, you know, a small like ethnic group that doesn't really exist. Like we could invent, invent an ethnic group from like you know Eastern Europe that was a former so you know fictitious yeah. Soviet republic, and he makes fun of them, and then suddenly it becomes a huge scandal, and he gets canceled, and then it's like if the president, yeah, oh, because if if the word gets out, the president's, um, the the, the U.S. is deals with this Soviet Republic oh, so we yes. oil or something okay. go under so that that actually yes yeah, so that's even better that that's like yeah and they're so they could, they want to get the oil deal or something to go through yeah okay this okay this is a genuinely, another really good idea for a movie and um and, uh yeah so I'm trying to think so that yeah he has to watch the movie or no 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 he he, he inadvertently watches the movie then this this but then the scandal breaks and he's and he's worried about it it'll, it'll come out that he watched the movie so he has to cover it up with a series of murders because yeah. because it's you know i like that this is making fun of our current you know politically correct cancel culture because something so small could have such uh, you know oh, life amazing proportions right yeah and, and it, you could just like just add whatever word you want to stand right and so that would be the country yeah. In, in you right, know maybe right. add some some C's and K's or whatever to the to the name before Stan and that's the, the fictitious country. It's funny because actually now thinking about it because I, I just watched um that double identity movie with um oh. uh, uh, Val Kilmer and they had invented a Soviet republic. Um, what was it called? Do you remember? Um, Kargistan, I think. <laughs> Kargistan, I think that's what they called it. Yeah, Kargistan. Oh, that's a real country. I thought yeah. of a full name for Val Kilmer just now. It would be uh, Valiant Kilmer. Yeah. <laughs> or Valentine Kilmer. Or Valentine Kilmer. Though either of those would be great. Like if yeah. Yeah. I I mean that would be great too if you think about him like reinventing his career as like a like a Hallmark movie heartthrob and he's right. Valentine Kilmer, you know, and like, yeah, the series of Valentine movies. Yeah, but you think, yeah. Like find love and like aisle fives and like that. Yeah. Like, um, bumps into some woman at the grocery store. Right. And it's also sad during but, Christmas. But in that movie, you're talking about about the, um, you know, the president watching that movie. So Luke Goss would be like the assassin who's going around killing all the people, and he's talking to the president. You know, and he's like, you know, for like a secure line, it's like just get it done. You oh know? yeah, like, secure line. Is this, is this a secure line? Yeah, it's like right. it's never a secure this line. line. Just do it. You know? right. Yeah. Don't talk to me on a on a cell phone. Yeah, is this is secure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is I mean, secure so, line, sir. <laughs> yeah. So maybe what it is is he kills somebody and then he starts to question it, right? Like he he's why did I kill this guy? What did he What is he doing? You know? And it's like, wait a second, this guy. You know? Th- wait, you you killed the guy who's like working? You know? Who's like the usher in the White House movie theater? What? <laughs> what does this guy know that we had to kill him? You know, and then it, he starts to unravel the plot. You know, and he's like, right? Oh yeah, because at, fr- at first the president just calls on him to clean up the mess, but he doesn't tell him why. Right. You know, he doesn't know anything about the politically incorrect uh, person, and then uh, Goss takes it upon himself to kind of figure out why he's doing what he's doing. But at the meantime, the president is breathing down his neck to kill all these people. Because after you kill one, then there's a witness and you have to kill them. And then it kind of, you know, you have to keep killing. And then uh, then there you go. Yeah. We could try to push the record for silence or deaths in a yes. action so movie many. <laughs> and I think Luke Goss looks really good with, like, the, the black suit with the earpiece with kind of like the curly, like, wire that goes down. Yes, I can see that. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he's like a cool name, like you know, like Johnny Stone or something like that. <laughs> like, and he's wearing secret, sunglasses. He's wearing sunglasses. So he's he's a he's a hitman. I keep thinking that he's a Secret Service agent. 
Like, no, but he is. He he oh. was a Secret Service agent, but he he has such loyalty to the president. The pre- but the president's kind of diabolical and evil. He almost like corrupts him and turns him into his own right. personal man. But that wasn't in his job description. So he's having like a moral yeah. crisis of conscience. Yeah. I could see him say that too. This wasn't in my job description. This is right. Robbie killing Stone a, out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Kill, killing a movie theater usher? What? You know, I, yeah, this is yeah. <laughs> it's getting too dark for me. It's too deep, man. <laughs> Right. Like when I signed on to the academy, this was not what I had in mind. It's not what I signed no. up for. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so somebody tells him, "Go look on Twitter and see who's trending." Oh, okay. And then like the reveal music, like as he's seeing like this huge pile of like tweets saying like this this comedian or whatever was was canceled. And then he starts to think back in his head when he's like guarding oh. the president, and he's like, "Yes." And he flashback. like opens up the DVD case or something, and like there's the movies. <laughs> Yeah, I can see like quick flashbacks of his like his right. past. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, then you see a bunch of like millennials like looking angry because they're like canceling him. You know? Yes, and like and I can see the millennials now. They have like nose rings and they're kind of like, uh. Yeah. I can just see that. And, you know, they got their phone in one hand, like a plastic water bottle or like a Starbucks cup in the other hand, and they're but they're like angry. They're like at a protest. Yeah, the protest. Yeah, so like, like yeah. cancel. We have to come up with a name for the the, the actor that's canceled. Like cancel. Right. Uh, I don't know. Morgan Smith. And, yeah, yeah. Cancel Stephen. You know, something like that. Yeah, some reason Lyle came into my head as the Lyle. Of the cancel. Lyle yeah, cancel. Uh, yeah. yeah, Lyle. Because <laughs> yeah, that would be a, yeah. Just cancel Lyle. Cancel Lyle. There'd yeah, be the okay. protest. Yeah. Um, but then, how about a twist where it turns out Lyle didn't say anything politically incorrect? Right, he was dubbed. He was dubbed by the Russians who were yes, trying to get yes. this deal. Right? Yes, it was, great. it was misinformation. Dubbed. I love that. And maybe it, it, it's the wrong teleprompter again. Right, because the Russians were trying to get the deal away from the Americans with this, yes. this former Soviet Republic, so they dubbed him. And and, yeah, and, and, and and they they created their own social media misinformation campaign that led to the canceling, which led – so, yeah, I mean eventually at the end it's like everybody lives happily ever after except for the fact that 20 people were killed in the cover. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but that's always how it is. Uh, but yeah, so it turns out then he like eventually – yeah, the Goss character has a face-to-face meeting with this guy and it comes out that he never actually said the words. But the guy's in hiding because you know most of the population doesn't know that. So he's you know he's, right, right, he's desperate. But at the end, he's all it's all taken it's all squared away. He's like, yeah. "We'll give you we'll give you some government money after this," and then they have like a handshake and they walk away. Well, the president goes to the uh, helicopter. Yeah, and then there's like a big news report showing the before yes. after footage, so everybody knows that it wasn't him. Yeah, maybe yeah. Lyle could be played by Dane Cook, be, but in the series, will be you know, Danson Cook or something like that. Danson. <laughs> <laughs> or what about um oh uh David Spade? Because remember you got that movie was a warning shot. A warning shot where it says on the back in his first serious role, David Spade, which I haven't watched yet. I'll try to watch it. I got it for a dollar. Dollar Tree. You know, and David Spade is known for you know somewhat politically incorrect comedy, so he would be, I think, a pretty good choice. I, I, it's there. It's in my pile to watch. It's that I haven't got to it. (laughs) No choice for the role in our movie. You know, one thing could be even. It's, remember how like didn't Sasha Baron Cohen get a lot of flack from Kazakh from Kazakhstan for his, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think he did. Yeah. Right. So, like, what if that's the movie? Is that like like David Spade is making fun of the people from this? Well, no, because then it's too obvious, right? No, because the, then the president's watching it while they're you know like oh man, this is hilarious, and they're like. <laughs> 
sir, we're trying to get a big deal with the people of this country. You can't be laughing. Ah, you know, he could even use that. Oh, that, yeah, that, yeah. The, the yeah, kind of Trump line, right? right? About the. Like, the oh, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like very snide. Yeah. yeah. In that David Spade way of speaking. Right, right. Like he dresses up like kind of like the caricature of these people from Eastern Europe, like, you know, like the big mustache and like a, yeah. maybe like some big crazy kind of like yeah, Eastern Orthodox priest hat yeah. or something like yeah. that. And, you know. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be on one of his comedy shows. Be, this is this is a good idea. I can't wait to watch Cancel Run. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I guess unless you have a different title. I mean, I just. Uh... No, I think Cancel Run is a good title. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's. It's, it's like you cancel the run of a show, but also the hitman's on a cancel run. In other words, exactly. he's to. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's a good title. Oh, it's on the top yeah. of my head. Yeah, what did we come up with? I can't remember what we came up with for Luke Goss's character's name, but I like the idea, like, oh, when he Robin cancels Stone? you. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, when he cancels you, you don't come back. Yeah. He cancels you permanently. There is, permanently. Yeah, there is no second season. There's yeah. <laughs> yeah, but this isn't about a TV show. Is it? It's yeah, about a movie. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't come back. Yeah, like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't get rebooted. You don't get rebooted, right? Yeah. You get rebooted no, out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's mean, no apology I, tour. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, a lot of good ideas. Hmm. Anything else? Because I think that's a good way to end it. I mean, he's yeah. funny. I, I mean, what do we have? We had three movies and a TV show that we came up yeah. with? Yeah. We, I, what was it? We had, gold, we had Food Chain. Gold all. Yeah. We had yeah. Food Chain, Religious Justice. And cancel run, right? And Arnold, oh, and Arnold as uh, <laughs> Arnold as Ted Kennedy. Kennedy. Ted Kennedy. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that might be the best one at all. <laughs> Especially if he lets us see he he la- he just decides he doesn't want to do the Boston accent anymore, and he just lapses back into his Austrian accent. <laughs> so he looks exactly like Ted Kennedy. He's like, well, I'm the Ted Kennedy. I'm the Ted Kennedy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a Ted Kennedy. <laughs> 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 oh yeah yeah i think i mean any of these though i think i think it, it, you know again people that, that make movies you should be listening to our ideas that yes. these are all superior to life on mars being set on mars <laughs> I, I couldn't agree more um but like you said before matt it's like we have the freedom we we you know because uh, not it isn't like millions of people are listening, but just a de- devoted hardcore fan base, and you know we have the finger on the pulse of what people want. So we're not getting all these stupid studio notes like set it on Mars. So we're just doing what we want, and not oh, coincidentally, we're coming up with some good ideas that are viable. So I think just don't get in our way, don't give us any studio notes, and we will deliver some good ideas for you. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing too with the ideas we're coming up with is that, except for the fact that. You know, religious justice has uh, two people that are deceased in it. Or no, Tom Bosley's still with us. So sorry, Tom, oh, you're, you're, you're still with us. But but Sherman Hill no longer with us. But beyond that fact, I mean, all of these are ideas that could easily be made. Like I don't think, like like you know, like like you know, food chain does not really involve like a lot of like crazy like sci-fi like big budget. Right. You know, these aren't no. like Marvel movies we're pitching here. These are movies that could be done, I think, for a few million dollars. Yeah, probably five million yeah. for food chain. Yeah, you know, and then you just do foreign it. sales, and we make the money back immediately. So it's... yeah, shoot in Bulgaria because Seagal probably lives there in the house, or maybe not. Because the only <laughs> I think his stunt double does. Well, if New Image <laughs> wants to pick up our idea, we probably have to shoot some of these in Bulgaria, but that's not a problem. You know? Yeah, it's fine. I mean, yeah, McDonald's for what the what, the amount of money that McDonald's has, I think 
I, I have to assume their advertising budget is bigger than five million dollars. So, yeah. you know, this is a, this is money that's really well spent to just be able to go through your your Tubi, you know, the, or, or or Prime or whatever, and you see this picture of Seagal, like you know, the kind of your your standard Seagal picture where he's holding a gun, looking in one direction, and then there's the yes. golden arches behind him, you know. Yes. And 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 like you know that I mean, who would not click on that and watch yeah. that? Like exactly. That would, that would it, blow up. Prime. It would. It would. The people wouldn't be able. You know, like Prime would go down. Like they, it would shut down because everybody was watching it. <laughs> it it would because you're right. It, it, it's an original, like edgy idea that, you know, it's not the same old pabulum or pablum or however you say it. It's it's something <laughs> kind of new and different. Yeah, it would be like the Tiger King of uh, this type of thing. It would be like something people really want to click on and watch. Oh, everyone would talk about it. Every it would be like all over Twitter and everything. Yeah, yeah Food Chain would just be like listed everywhere. Have you seen Food Hashtag Chain? Food yeah. Chain. yeah, this is amazing. You know, Steven Seagal just beat up the mayor McCheese. Like all that stuff would be like spoiler alert, just to let you know Seagal beats up the mayor. I mean, it would blow up. Yeah, it would blow up the internet. Now that you mention it, like it would be like hashtags would be everywhere. Um, yeah, this movie, like that idea, like yeah, it would it would be go beyond just like what we you know our you know milieu like uh, you know the people that, that like our kind of stuff and it would, yeah. it would it would go into a being a cultural phenomenon for sure oh would, yeah i definitely like think so for the founder but it'd be seagal of a gun and the, the arches are bleeding <laughs> no, it would be a lot better than yeah. that I, i'm no, thinking like a... it's blood arches <laughs> yeah we can work on that but yeah um but i would imagine it wouldn't be a photograph it would be like a 70s style exploitation painting with, right. Yeah, I can totally you know, see that. You got Mary McCheese in the background. You got all these other people that might be in, like Danny McNuggets. That might be that's yeah. a character I was gonna mention before. But, uh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, we'd have to get like, a good artist. Like if you, you look up the cover for um, uh, it's the R.A. the Rugged Man album. Um, all my all all my heroes are dead. If you look up that picture, that's what I'm envisioning. Except that style of artwork where it's like. A guy with a gun in the foreground and like all the characters like in an yeah. artist rendering behind him. That's... Yeah, I can see that. You got McCheese, you got Donald McGillicuddy. Could you get? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it, but true about what you said about their advertising budget. It's like I always wondered this. Like, do McDonald's and Dunkin' Donuts even have to advertise, or at least even as much as they do? Like, people are always going to go to McDonald's and Dunkin' Donuts. Always. It's so like they for, it's like they people think they'll forget to go. Like, oh, wait, I gotta go to McDonald's. Yeah, so does, does, does their advertising scheme even work? Is it even necessary? Because, like, I can't imagine a world where people aren't going to those places on a daily basis. And to think someone said, well, I just saw my 10 millionth Dunkin' Donuts ad. I better go to Dunkin' Donuts. Like, no, you were going to go there anyway. So I, do, do they even need to advertise? Or like, couldn't they take that money and give a, a $2 raise or something? Well, let's go to Matt to find out. <laughs> Sorry, I cut out for a second there, but I wasn't sure if that was my end or something. Yeah, but um, yeah, I, I mean, I think I, I think um, uh, that that I, I hear ads for McDonald's all the time, and and it does seem like the thing that McDonald's is trying to do with their ads is like market themselves to more than just like the person that just wants to get in and get out or something like that. Or they, like you know, like they're trying to market it like you know, like there's one that's like a mom with her kids. And it's like an event. I, I think these are radio ads I listen to. I listen to the uh, bad sports radio. Like I'm always listening like, to like, like what I'm like, hey guys, it's boring. Is that the radio listen to? Yeah, it's like um, what's another? There's one where like this woman on a date with a guy. 
Um, and when they were talking about how like the, how cheap the menu is with like the the McChicken and the fish sandwich or whatever, and she's like, I can't decide between the fish sandwich and the chicken sandwich or something. And the guy's like, I'll get you both. And she's like, Oh, he's a keeper. That's like, Oh, she's thinking in her head that like is he, he's splurging to get her both things. But it's so wow. cheap that you can get both things because they're like two for five. Um, yeah, that's what the ads are like. But it's like if they want to reach those people, those kind of ads don't really do it, right? The ad that does it is a Steven Seagal movie. Yes. On on Prime. Absolutely. It would reach a whole new market. More people would be going to McDonald's. It would be a net win for them. It would be amazing. Yeah. I think they could, like you said, because I think the way you were describing McDonald's, right, is that people just, or, or like Dunkin' Donuts, right? It's just sort of like you're looking for a food option. There it is. Just, you know, walk in, or it's around the corner from you. You just walk there. Whereas this would be a way that, you know, to make McDonald's an experience, perhaps that you know, yes. are, you know, suddenly turn it into an experience that it isn't now, and, and get a whole new group of customers. Yeah, and that that exactly. So it kind of turns around what you know their habit. Like I think most people, I mean a lot of people, you know, it's just part of their daily habit to get their morning coffee at Dunkin' Donuts. They do it every weekday on their way to work. Yeah. So it, if it becomes a habit, you don't really need to advertise to those people. You got to reach the people that aren't going and. Exactly. What better way than the food chain? <laughs> Can't wait to see it. Yeah. What What would the sequel be if we were gonna do Dunkin' Donuts? Would it be like? Would, I'm trying to think. What would What would his name be like? John Cruller instead of John. Yeah, McRib? yeah, John Cruller. Yeah. <laughs> John Cruller. French. He'd be a French pastry chef who, um, who uh, you know, he's used to working in these Michelin starred, you know, super high class restaurants, but he's because they have the power to do this too. He's busted down to Dunkin Donuts and he, he has to work. And he's like, I can't work under these conditions. Uh, uh, we get Van Damme, right? We get some Van Damme. Oh yeah. Perfect. Yeah. We get Van Damme. I don't play. I like Dunkin Donuts. It's like, <laughs> yeah. So he has to like, and so he, obviously he wants to put this sort of hours of time and handcrafted love into each donut but his boss is like, you got to do this faster, crawler. It's like, yeah, crawler. Like, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jean Crawley. <laughs> Jean Claude Crawley would yeah, be the. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously, there, so there's a conflict between his boss, which just wants him to deep fry like you know 47 donuts at once and get them out to people, but he wants to put in his time and effort in. But yeah, but where's the crime? Or like, it's like, a drama or an action movie because it just could be like the movie <laughs> Chef with Bradley Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> See, see, I was thinking you could do the action movie, and instead of it being deep fried Coke, it would be Coke powder donuts. That, that's ah, kind of yes. perfect. <laughs> we need a title. I mean, it's like. Yeah. Okay, so we wouldn't time even bother changing the plot. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, what Time was to it? meet the death. Oh, time to meet your death? Perfect. Time, oh, well, I was going to say time to make the death, but time to meet your death would be good too. Um, and we wouldn't have to change the plot really at all except for the powdered donut thing you know like the um the final destination movies you know it's pretty much the same plot for each of the movies they don't really change it that much so they would you wouldn't really change the plot it would be the same plot but it would just be like different characters an offshoot of of food chain yeah yeah Yeah. i mean the problem with dunkin donuts right is we don't have this whole wealth of characters to pull from we'd have to we would have the, the make the donuts guy and, and i do like the idea of the make the donuts guy putting his finger over his his upper yes. lip so that so yes. Van Damme doesn't recognize him as yes. <laughs> yeah, there, there would have to be that scene in there but yeah but the fred would have to be the main you know bad guy and then yeah. at the end van Damme and fred have a big fight yeah, I can see that they fight like in the kitchen, or maybe they fight on the streets because you never expect that. Right. It's just, like, 
<laughs> yeah, it would be like the Godfather when they have that big kind of blowout fight exactly. in the streets. That would yeah. be amazing. Um, and then like Van Damme hits him with a garbage can lid. And, oh, uh, I was going to say sewer grate or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, both. Yeah, it would be like one of these big things where it just keeps going on and on. Well, it starts in the Dunkin' Donuts, but, you know, they they, yeah. you know, push, they break through the window and now they're on the, yeah. on the sidewalk. It spills right. out like a Boston cream donut. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yes. Well, Boston Cream, that could be the name for the movie. Or it could be the name for the Schwarzenegger as Ted Kennedy movie. Yeah, Boston Cream. <laughs> <laughs> that would be for – like, it's amazing. Like, this is just like a whole like, set of movies here that just all – I think they're all winners. I mean, yeah, I, again, like, yeah, if you see Schwarzenegger dressed up like Ted Kennedy – and you know, you see that it's, it's called Ted Kennedy, or you know, I don't know what you'd call it, you know. Um, but yeah, and and you see that on Prime, like, how are you not watching that? Like, you, you know, like, I can impress uh, click faster enough. It's right. like click faster. Yeah, <laughs> it would be more of like a cultural phenomenon, like a I don't want to say a fad, but it'd be like something that people become interested in for a while, you know. Yeah, not just well, another like movie Tiger Prime. King or Stranger Things or something. Something that people care about for about two months. <laughs> yeah, but it it would be those things without having to like organically create it. Like you know, like like Tiger King. It was like they just put Tiger King out, and then it was like people started watching it and talking about it. And like, hey, did you see this Tiger King? It became like a phenomenon. Like you know, Steven Seagal in in Food Chain is just like <laughs> that's it. You, you know, yeah, that's... It, it creates itself. People are just gonna look at them and be like, what is this? Is this real? Yeah, yeah, it's not a commercial, right? It's like yeah. it's not a commercial. This is a real movie. Yeah, they see ninety minutes, and it's and it's got these actors in it, and it's and it's got a script, and it's got a plot listed, and and they start watching. They're like, "This is insane! This is amazing! Yeah, yeah. This is like, you know, yeah." I love. I, we, yeah, who could be the co-stars? But you could, uh, we can think about that maybe yeah. another day. Yeah. Maybe yeah, Keith David or uh, right. all the. Uh, I think we mentioned Keith David. Didn't we mention sorry, who David is like the partner or something? <laughs> oh, David Keith. David Keith. David Keith. Right. Let's get both. Yeah. yeah. I think we said him or Stephen Williamson, I think, maybe, or Stephen Williams, Like that. Um, yeah, somebody along those lines. Yeah, I can see that because he'd be the chief of, you know, police. <laughs> that would be great. Right. He's always the chief. Yeah. yeah. He, he puts, that would be a good one. All right, well, I think this must be the end of the episode. Oh, so. right. So we could probably end it here. I, I have some shout-outs. Okay, so, so we could probably first. do this for several more hours, but just yeah. to, in the interest of stopping it somewhere, we'll yeah. just stop it here. And if, if we get a lot of good feedback and people like this episode, we'll do it again. We'll do it again, uh, maybe longer. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so Ty, what are your shout-outs? Right, so we'll do uh, this cool guy on Instagram. His name is Strider underscore Kaijin. K A I G I N or J I N, sorry. And uh, he's a cool, he's a cool guy. He supports the podcast and websites. Is why well, I said give him a shout out on this episode. Well, I forgot on the Rob one, so I didn't want to forget on this one. And then another uh, shout out to our buddy Hillbilly underscore Horrors VHS or Dave. He gave us a copy of Burning Vengeance. So I just want to say thanks so much for that. Yes, that was amazing that he he wrote this really, really nice note with it. And he he dubbed us a copy and because he knew how much we were looking, you know, how badly we wanted to see it. We were looking for it. So he went out of his way to send us that and dub dub us a copy. So really, I really want to thank him. And um, so much. Yeah, he went out of his way to do that. And that that was very, very nice, very generous. And I guess we can do uh, you want to do your plugs first, Matt, or we can do the quick plugs. What do you want to do? Uh, Yeah, minor, you know, just. 
dtvconnoisseur.blogspot.com. That's kind of where everything is. Um, one quick thing to keep in mind is if you're looking at the site on mobile, um, it, it, the, the links to things like my social media, um, you, you, you have to view it as a web page to be able to see those links. They don't usually pop up, but um, you can see um, on Instagram, Twitter, and, and, and Facebook, I think all is either DTV Connoisseur or Direct-to-Video Connoisseur. Um, and then my novel, Chad and Accounting, is available on Amazon, either in paperback or Kindle. Ah, thanks. Uh, right. Thanks again. And thanks again for the plugs. And I guess our plugs are, uh, what is it? Oh, the, the podcast itself, which is uh, yes. on iTunes and all your favorite podcatchers. And then there's the site itself, comeuppenthrews.net. Twitter is under Ty Comeuppance. We're on Facebook under the website name. And Ty Action Rocks on Instagram. I posted a Martial Law 2 undercover today. And right. those are the plugs. And, uh... Yes, and also if you want to email us, uh, do oh, yeah. so at crpodcast at yahoo.com. Well, and before we go, we want to say thanks again, Matt, for being yes. on the show again. This is a lot of fun, by the way. Yes, thank I you guys for having me on again. It's always fun, but this, this yeah. was in particular. This is a really great time. Oh, yes, I really appreciate it. And we'll, we'll be back on it again and again. <laughs> and maybe again after that. Maybe again after that. So, yes, it, uh, there will be plenty of episodes and I'm sure you will be a part of a lot of them because you, you know, you're practically a co-host of the show. Yeah, you're basically the co-host. Yeah, you're a co-host. <laughs> the same thing for, for, for my show as well. I yeah. know you guys are, are, have, have the record by far for most guest appearances <laughs> on the DTV Connoisseur podcast. Yeah, thanks for having us on <laughs> over and over again. Yes. <laughs> yes you're going to be dropping that episode. You said Tuesday, I think. Uh, yeah. So probably after this one here that you guys are doing. So, so probably by the time people are listening to this one, the episode that you guys were on where we talked about the other guys we talked about. Oh, thank how, you. I forgot the subject for a second. Yeah, kind of like the, <laughs> the guys like, like Frank Zagarino, David Bradley that don't always get as much shine. We're kind of, kind of showcasing them in one episode. So yeah, um, that was, that was it fun. should that was be out by the time people are listening to this one. If you're listening to this one now, you can always go to a uh, uh, iTunes, look up DTV connoisseur podcast to listen to us uh, on that episode. Yes, you're right. By the time this drops, that will, your, your you're podcast sure. will be available. So, uh, um, all right. Well, that's it. Thank that's you for it. listening. Thanks Thank for you listening. for uh, absorbing all of our crazy ideas. Yeah, and um, <laughs> and if you have any uh, connections to any producers, uh, let them know we're here to provide them with great ideas. Um, and uh, <laughs> food chain. Maybe I'll start writing food chain. Hashtag um, food chain. <laughs> uh, and on that note, goodbye. All right,
I'm so bad at bowling, I get gutters during bumper bowling. <laughs> 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 